Welcome to the Wild Factor Podcast, hosted by Samuel Kamugisha, featuring a diverse collection of talent with a keen focus on highlighting the different amazing things that we're doing to change the world. So, without any more hesitations, here is Samuel. Today on the Wealth Factor podcast, we have a very important guest. He was the campus director at the Halt Prize for Eastbat University. He's the vice curator for Global Shapers Kampala Hub, and he's the founder and CEO of Charge Code Technologies in Uganda. I introduce to you Geoffrey Mutabazi. How are you, Geoffrey? I'm okay. Thank you, Samuel, for that uh, amazing um uh introduction i i feel i feel famous already <laughs> wow those are some achievements you've got there uh some of the many uh, i mean those are the ones i'm really proud of but there's so many failures on the way as you know yes we shall get down into those failures down the road <laughs> yes <laughs> so for starters who's joffrey so i'm uh, i'm uh joffrey mutabazi I'm, uh, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I am based in Kampala, born and raised in Kampala, but I'm uh, from the western part of Uganda. That's where I come from. And um, I would say Geoffrey Mutabazi is, is, is an ambitious person. He, he likes taking on big challenges and he wants to... He wants to live the, the world better than it, than how we found it. So I I am very interested in solving challenges. I'm very interested in um, talking to people. I'm very interested in uh, in making change in the world. And that's basically who I am at heart. Uh, I started my first business at. Uh, at the age of 14, I was selling software and video games while in school, and I had quite a number of clients um, in school and out of school, so businesses. And uh, so I was running a B2C and B2B model. So during school, I, I was running a B2C to my friends, and uh, during uh, after school, I was running a B2B with businesses outside outside the school. Yeah, that's that's really how I started it. You must have had a very eventful school days. Wow, business at the age of 14. Hmm. It was quite interesting. So in the topic of school, do you really think education is important or should people just venture into their passions and begin businesses? I would say this. uh, If you look at education in general, Education gives you 100% and then you live with your 1%, you live with 5%, you live with 10%. You live with a certain percentage of education, but not all of it. So not everything you study in school will be important for you personally. But then the things that you might not find important might be important to everyone else. So I really feel like education is like, um, is like a gamble. You go in not knowing if you'll actually get what you want out of it. But at the end of the day, you get something. And I think it's all about if you can find 
that something outside school or a large percentage of it outside school then you have yourself uh something really nice so uh, i would say in a nutshell uh if you i studied bba uh, business administration but nobody hires a business administrator someone has a marketing manager a procurement specialist uh uh an hr consultant or a, a change uh management director they hire you specifically for those course units and a finance expert they hire you for those specific course units in business administration but not for the entire thing so it really makes sense for you to focus on a certain part of your education and not the whole of it and that's really what 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 i think education is getting the getting what really suits you it could be in school and it could be outside school well, i love your analogy of you have the bba but you're paid for just a specific module out of the the entire course yeah. um so we, we guess, let's go down deep into the into your area of specialization you you run a, a, a startup called charge call what is it and why did you start it so charge call is is uh, i would describe charge call as an energy uh energy startup so uh charge call is uh was established uh with the sole goal or, or aim of making owning and operating battery powered uh devices and vehicles uh easier and more convenient so uh, and these battery powered devices could be phones they could be electric vehicles they could be um energy storage um uh devices uh, like um power banks like uh grid uh, storage or grid backup and it's basically energy efficiency and energy access so what why why i started chadco was to was to solve the challenge of access to electricity and this came from me having to go for meetings and i mean it started off in a really small way me having to go to meetings and uh when you're leaving your battery is like on 5% and you need to get an uber or or uh or a means of transport back to office and you just can't find anywhere to charge your phone so i started off with uh charging stations for for mobile phones in public places like restaurants bars and and, and at events so we've uh, i ran this for about a year uh we did a uh proof of concept uh and well that's when we looked at the bigger challenge which is energy access uh people in the villages you find people moving for kilometers 7 10 kilometers just to charge their phone and then you also have people in town who have phones that because they use them so often and they don't have as many places to charge their phones from they have uh an energy access challenge too so their phone is off for about 2 or 3 hours or is on the charger uh somewhere and they have no access to it for about 2 or 3 hours in a day because your phone cannot last an entire day uh, with heavy usage so we're basically um solving that challenge but then also um we notice that okay in the future it might not be only phones 
but it might be electric vehicles. And we're also building the foundations to enable Africa uh, transition to sustainable mobility uh, through setting up charging stations in uh, in convenient locations to uh, to provide uh, charging for electric vehicles, uh, amongst other energy challenges, really. But that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. Well, that sounds interesting. So, where do you have these charging stations located, and what would be like the average cost for for charging your phones? So the, the cost, uh, I mean, we, we have a few, we've been testing uh, uh, various locations. So uh, currently with the testing phase, we've done, uh, we've done bars and restaurants, we've done events, uh, we've uh, serviced more than uh, eight of the major events in, in Kampala, uh, with, uh, including events like Blankets and Wine, which we might have had of uh, the Nyege Nyege Festival, which you also might have had of amongst others and then uh we've also piloted in about five uh five uh, restaurants and bars and we are moving on uh to public places other public places uh for example hospitals and uh, transport hubs which we are yet to test so we're currently in a product market fit um um uh, phase where we are testing various markets and uh, choosing to scale in the markets that matter. So our first scale point is going to be the bars and restaurants because we've tested in them for about a year. We completely understand everything that's going on in there. And we know if we got in there, we would, uh, we would be able to make uh, an impact, at least solve the problem in those particular locations. So we're uh, starting off with 30 locations uh, uh, right, uh, right after this whole um, pandemic subsides, and and then we'll we'll move into other other segments. So it costs it costs about half a dollar to charge a phone, which is uh, two thousand shillings uh, to charge a mobile phone, and this is secure uh, and fast phone charging. So they are practically lockers where you put your phone and uh, and close. And that's it. And you walk away, come back, pick your phone. Wow. So like the mechanism has like a pin code of sorts that you punch in before you... Yes. Okay. Got it. So what challenges did you face while starting ChargeCo or running it? And how did you mitigate these challenges? Or how are you mitigating them? So the, the, of course, the biggest challenge at the moment is COVID. <laughs> Most of our plans um, had to slow down. Uh, we had to slow down all our expansion plans and our fundraising plans. Uh, but uh, besides that major challenge, this is really affecting everyone in the world at the moment. We have had challenges from uh, theft. We've lost a phone before. And <laughs> it's really interesting that out of 1, and, uh, more than 1,024 uh Phones that we've charged, uh, we've only lost one. And that was because we had too much demand. At one point, we, we had a challenge of we had too much demand that we couldn't fulfill all the demand with the capacity that we had. Um, so that's one challenge. 
we've had challenges of, um, for example, taxes where you're importing equipment and half and, and, and the taxes are half the cost of the equipment. And it's, it's crazy. So from a, from a CapEx perspective, we've had that challenge. We've had a team challenge. I mean, I'll tell you that uh, if anyone, I mean, you, you've probably had this, but uh, Uganda is one of the most, is actually the most entrepreneurial country in the world. So we've actually um, hired people before and these people have gone on to found, to, to found their own business. So like you, you have someone and he's testing out for a particular role and um, probably starting as a part-time employee. And before you know it, he tells you, hey, I, I started my own business. And you're like, what? You started your own business? What do you mean? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy. But um, I mean, we've not really had funding challenges. We, we are um, planning a capital raise, but I, I really... The Wow Journal, a catalog of different captivating content spanning from amazing talent to tones of creative work. Founded by Samuel Kamaji Shah, a brand and growth strategist, his major focus is to ignite creativity through inspiration with an intention of being a catalyst for growth, whether it's for your brand or business. Log on to www.wowjournal.cc. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.cc. Don't term funding as one of those challenges. Uh, I believe money follows good ideas, and, and I, I, I think uh, Chargeco has probably the best ideas uh, in the market uh, in terms of uh, the roadmap and in terms of where we're at right now. Uh, so, from the micro energy perspective and the EVSE uh, electric vehicle charging perspective, we have the best uh, roadmap, and I, I think. It's just a matter of time before we find the right investor that's fit for uh, what we're doing. Yeah. Well, well said. So, in terms of the current ecosystem for entrepreneurship in Uganda, what would be your take on that? So, currently, Uganda is in a really interesting period because we we are we have a lot of uh, startups. But then we have uh, not that many exits. I think most, most ecosystems are defined by the number of exits that they have because then that increases um, investor confidence and gets more capital flow. So money does solve all your money problems. <laughs> so um, uh, we, I think the ecosystem is growing. Uh, we... We have so many aspiring entrepreneurs. We have so many um, ecosystem partners getting into the ecosystem. And I think that's a really good thing. However, the biggest challenge I would say is, um, is the market uh, and scalability. So whereas an idea is amazing in Uganda, not very many businesses or startups in Uganda have actually scaled outside Uganda or have actually hit a huge market. Because Uganda is a market is about um, uh, 44 million people, but uh, 44 million people is not uh, is not a really significant market if you compare it to uh, to uh, Nigeria, which has uh, 
about uh, close to close to 200 million people. Uh, that's a really huge uh, total addressable market. Uh, but the challenge here is scalability of the ideas, and um, and I think we need a lot more capital flowing into the ecosystem. But then, for that capital to come in, we need quite a number of exits. And I, I I'm glad there's some exits like um, Bionic, which recently uh, which was recently acquired. But we need more of those to get investors to come in and trust the trust the entrepreneurs there. Well. I like that you attributed the fact that we, we need more exits to get investor confidence. So on the flip side, why do you think that businesses in Africa or in Uganda fail? And what do you think should be done to mitigate or to, to reduce the, the level of failure for businesses? So in most cases, it's really... Uh, Timing in most cases is really important. And scalability is also really important. So if you don't think of, and trust me, there's so many good ideas, but there's just a handful of scalable ideas. And the, the fact that your business works in Uganda doesn't mean it will work uh, in, in Zambia or it will work in Tanzania or it will work in Nigeria or it will work in South Africa. So the problem is Africa is 54 different countries, uh, whereas, uh, whereas uh, and, and, and it's 1.2 billion people. America is about uh, close to 300 million people, but it's one country. So it's one market. Uh, Asia is, is um, uh, if you look at China particularly, it's one big market, more than a billion people. And that gives you a huge total addressable market that even with a small percentage of that you already have uh quite quite really good numbers but with africa <laughs> it's the problem is really scalability and the problem is that initial capital whereas capital is not really a, like the only challenge but uh that that risk capital, that seed capital is still lacking. Uh, for example, I started off with $600, uh, actually $700 to be precise because I added shipping fees. Um, and this was capital that a colleague I used to work with in the same building, who owned a company in the same building, listened to my idea and said, you know what, uh, I think you should pursue this. Here is $700, go and test it out. And this was a grant. I mean, he didn't ask for equity or anything. Like, if, if this works, thank God. If it doesn't, well, at least you try. And we need more people to risk with entrepreneurs with that initial step uh, before we can uh, before we can really grow. So, not many businesses have been or startups have been believed in at that point. And then beyond that, when you get that initial first. Uh, injection of capital or that seed money uh, is your business scalable that you can get to the next round or it can self-fund for a period before it needs to you know get major funding to to scale out of uh, out of the initial market so scalability and seed capital is uh, are two really important uh, uh, things that usually lead to failure of most businesses and mentorship too. Mentorship, 
uh, oh, one last thing is really mentorship is really key because you don't have like whereas in the US you have so many role models you can look up to in Africa we have just a number so uh, you have the Elon Musk you have Steve Jobs you have Rockefeller you have all these people who have succeeded before and you can sort of emulate their path or take some practical lessons in Africa we don't have so many entrepreneurs who have had that initial success and then can pass on those those lessons and can also come back and invest smart money so whereas um uh some when someone exits uh they they can get the money from their exit and come and invest in other entrepreneurs that are trying to make it basically support some brothers in the hustle and that, that's always been a challenge uh because most of the investors investing are not actual entrepreneurs so they they invest from a textbook approach but not from a physical on ground um perspective wow on the part of mentorship yes i think the african story needs to be told by the different business people tadist can help guide the ones who are the ones who are venturing into the into the businesses because what i see that most of the entrepreneurs even back in the time when I was running my own business we look up to entrepreneurs who are out of our region you're looking up to Mark Zuckerberg and you're looking up to Elon Musk and the story, stories do not relate directly to you the markets are different so i believe as you've also articulated it that the mentorship is important we need to have also the african story told from the perspective of the successful entrepreneurs and also need them to also help out So yes I'm in total agreement with what you've stated. Yes. So as we look to yeah, this so, so yeah. I mean practicality and apl- application of this advice is really important like you said. Great. So if we look into when we look into the future how would you like to be remembered? Well That, that's that's a really uh, thank you for that question because it's something i i i'm always trying to well optimize for um there've been uh more than more than 14 billion people have lived on this earth uh and trust me there's only a handful of people that you read about in the history books uh probably less than a million people are in, are in like dominant actual history uh which what happened to all these other people what were they doing and i i believe that's an existential um challenge or question that everyone needs to answer uh i i i i one of my favorite quotes is our service to others is the rent we pay on earth uh Uh, it, it was uh, stayed by uh, uh, the former New York mayor at Reginald uh, F. Lewis' uh, funeral. But generally, I would like to be remembered as someone who left the world a better place than it was when I got into it. So um, I, I would like to, to, to provide service to others. I would like to impact people's lives. And... Uh, the best way I think I can do this is I I would love to 
I would love to decentralize development uh, in Africa because in most cases, the world, most of our challenges in Africa are from concentration of resources. So people move from place A to B because place A doesn't have opportunity, doesn't have resources, doesn't have access to all these services. Uh, so you move from, uh, from, from a rural area to go to, to go to an urban area to study, looking for education. You'll go to look for uh, employment. You'll go to look for access to energy, access to financial services, access to employment. But if I can do something to provide this opportunity to someone in any place they are at, I believe that will be the best rent I can pay. If I can provide energy to someone in a able to access a job opportunity via their mobile phone or via their computer or via the internet, that will be some one less person moving to strain the resources in urban areas. Uh, for example, 200 million people in Africa, 200 million people move to urban areas every year. And that's a huge number. All those people are moving to, to, to fight over a small, finite number of resources. And this creates slums, this creates pollution, this creates congestion, this creates um, unemployment, this creates crime. And all these are challenges that come from one problem, centralization of everything, which I think with the way technology is moving right now, I think opportunity can be spread out to everyone else on this planet. And there can be equal access. You don't have a different Google page from Mark Zuckerberg. You all have the same page. You all receive the same results. Same thing with Bill Gates. Same thing with all these influential people. So this world is more equal now than it was uh, before. And spreading that equality, spreading that access to resources would be a life well spent, an energy well spent. Wow. Wow. I have no extra words to add to that. I love the way of educating that you want to find the world, you want to leave the world better than you got into it. So as we wind up the interview, uh, what would be your final remarks and where can people locate you or get to you? So I, I would like to say that, um, well, you can't really solve all the world's, all the world's problems. Uh, and you have to start with solving your own problems first. So make your bed uh, first before you go out to organize the world. And I believe the more organized you are, and the more you understand yourself inside, the better, uh, the, the better you are out in the world because you're much less evil, much less inefficient much less um, uh, disorganized. So I would say that, I mean, we can all do great things, but then we also we have to start by fixing ourselves because we get into this world and we don't know who we are. We don't fully understand ourselves. We, we don't really understand also what we are meant to do on this earth. So 
I would say for every entrepreneur out there struggling, you'll uh, have challenges, but I mean, it's how you deal with the challenges and how you stay true to yourself and keep those values. And also, lastly, working for something bigger than yourself. So not doing it for the only for the money or only for the fame or only for for the applause, but doing it uh, to genuinely impact the world. And those are the kinds of people we need in, in the world. So yeah, um, you can find me on social media, Mutabazi Joffrey on all platforms, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn quite a lot. Uh, Instagram, I think we met on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yes, yes um, we did. I use, I use LinkedIn quite a lot. And uh, yeah, mostly for business, LinkedIn, for social and um, personal engagements, we, we can probably get in touch on Facebook. But everyone is on Facebook or Instagram, one of the two. Awesome. The same thing with Chadko, we're on, we're, on, um, uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter and uh, LinkedIn. Chargeco uh, on all platforms. Awesome. Charge space scale. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the Wow Factor podcast. It's really been a pleasure having you on board. Uh, if I bless. I guess the the world is going to be a great a great place with people like you with such kind of mindsets in existence. Thank you. And I, I would like to end this with a moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman who passed on uh, this morning as of this recording. I, I I really look forward to, I mean, I really looked up to him. He, he stood for something that very few people can stand for. He stood for, for values, uh, values and ambition and that hero within uh, that hero inside all of us and I mean I really can't say much but uh, it was a life well well lived and I hope he's in a better place may his soul rest in eternal peace Chadwick Boseman the true T'Challa and Black Panther of our times. Exactly, yes. All right, thanks a wow. lot, Jeffrey. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, this has been uh, quite, uh, quite amazing. And it's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening in. And I would encourage you to stay hooked to your preferred podcast distributors. Or you can alternatively go to uh, the Wow Journal website, which is www.wowjournal. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L dot C-C. And you definitely get access to all the available podcasts. And as well, you have access to different adverts that I've featured that I found really interesting that you may find of good value to you. So listen in next time on your favorite podcast. Bye-bye.